This call is being recorded. All right. Big house banter. We're back. Um, week or uh, game 11, week 12 of the season. Uh, Michigan over Maryland. Take care of business. What's going on, man? Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Taking care of business. Um, we've talked a little bit earlier in the season about other teams having squeakers. And I think this was this was Michigan's squeaker. This was, yeah. as they say, a trap game before a big game, Ohio State yeah. next week, obviously. Um, took care of business, got the win, and that's the most important thing. But it, it did not look as pretty as I thought maybe it could have been or it should have been. No, not really. Um you know, I mean, we got it done. And that's, you know, talking about this game too long, to be honest, is not going to change anything. It was not – honestly, our defense was an absolute stunner, um, especially with an agile quarterback like that, to see him get, what What did you say, minus 43? Minus 43, yeah. So he didn't have any kind of rushing. He was He was under pressure all day, getting sacked all day long. Two safeties. It was two interceptions, correct? Yep. Yep. Mikey Sanders still had both of them. That kid showed up to play. Hunt. Um, yeah. You know, at, honestly, our defense scored near, damn near half our points. Um, yes. So, well, it was half our points. Half our points. Actually, over 16, not including the 16 extra points. points. Yeah. If yeah, if you don't count the extra points, just under half. But yeah. So, well, no, it's over half because it'd be thirty-two. But, oh yeah, you're um, right. Two safeties, two safeties. I keep forgetting it was two safeties, not just one safety. How often do you see two safeties in the game? I can't even. I can't even keep that straight. <laughs> in at least twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> at least. I just love years, that. Yeah. I love that. Like we didn't have. They didn't even have a stat for that. They're like. Uh, it, it definitely didn't happen in the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give me that. Nothing we'll, over, though. We'll put the seal on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny seeing that. that was oh, my God. Fun. Especially, like, you know, like, with baseball, you always hear it. Uh, yeah, rainy, 233 on a Saturday afternoon. We got uh, three strikeouts on average for the kid at the mound right now. We come in with an at least 20 games. 20 years. Yeah, they did not have that one ready. Come on, Big Ten. We got to do better. But, yeah, I mean, to that point, though, is after the first quarter, it's like Michigan was rolling. They had an offensive touchdown. They had a defensive touchdown with the scoop and yeah. score. And they had yep. a safety all in that first quarter. And yep. then – I. Well, maybe that's exactly what happened. They they put it on cruise control, and they didn't worry about it. Because after that, I thought it was going to be a blowout. And it did not turn out to be a blowout after the first quarter. It was yeah. not smooth sailing. And unfortunately, that was, that, was, that was our squeaker game. That was our nail-biter this season. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was closer than I thought it would be, closer than I thought it should have been. Yeah, 100%. I mean – 
again, our, our defense was just looking absolutely phenomenal, though, still. It's just our, our offense wasn't uh, – obviously wasn't getting it done. I mean, you know, J.J. wasn't looking exactly like himself, you know. Um, it is a double – it is a back-to-back away uh, games that we just played, so that might have something to do with it, which is another reason why I'm not worried at all about Ohio State right now. To be honest, um, someone brought this up. I think it might have been even on the broadcast. Or no, I, I was looking online, and it was like, oh, yeah, people forget every single year Michigan and Ohio State uh, always have a trouble the week before their game. And, like, the last year we played Maryland, it was it was a one-score game last year, too, I believe. It was, like, something – it was almost like an identical score. So – you know, Maryland's been giving us problems. Um, I guess the coach at Maryland was a coach at Michigan at one point. I I didn't even know that. So he knows like the whole system. He was like, I think he was an offensive coordinator because. Oh, oh yeah, oh oh uh, yeah. I didn't know he was at Maryland now, but yeah, Josh Gaddis. Yeah, when they yeah, said Josh yeah. Gaddis, it's like, oh, I thought he was at Florida. Yeah, yeah because I remember was... them saying that Samer Stills interception. They were like, "Yep, he knows. He knows this guy's uh, plan, game plan. He read that pass beautifully." Because Sanders still almost had an interception before that, and then he actually got the jump when he got his interception. And it oh, was, are you talking about that beautiful catch out of bounds? Yeah, right. Yeah, he, read he was it. like three yards out of bounds, but he made a fucking great play on it. That was a great catch, even though he yeah, was yeah, again sure. not three yards, three feet out of bounds, just one yard out of bounds. Like, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, he still tried to put his foot in, which I loved. You saw like the, the you saw the the chop tire. That toe drag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he still he was still trying for it. He didn't give a fuck. He knew he was a foot out. He's just like, I'm just let him know. I'm here, ready. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he was he was running he was running those plays for that guy two years ago against Ohio State. So. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier in the season, and maybe. I, I won't say it, but maybe I did jinx it because I always consider Maryland a trap game. And I think I was saying at the at the beginning of the season we didn't even play Maryland, and I'm glad that we didn't did. play Maryland. No, I said and, that. I I confirmed it. Yeah, and you were like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, yeah, and and no, and then and then I got cocky about it because I think I think they might have gotten blown out by Ohio State, um, eh, not blown out 37-17, but but not too close to the game. And they were, what, six and four coming into the game against Michigan. So I wasn't really too concerned about them. And and that's what I've been saying the past two years playing Maryland. They are they're a tough opponent. And Maryland yeah. has played us tight. And they played us tight three years running now. Yep. And Maryland yep. is, is – they're no joke. They are – even they're though they don't get – They're Northwestern. Yeah. Even though they don't get the national credibility that probably they, really they deserve, they're a they tough don't. opponent. They, I think yeah, they, they have they, to play they, hard people in the fucking uh, Big Ten. Yeah, because they're in the Big Ten East. They're not in that West Conference. They're in the East. They play the big boys. Trash conference. Yeah. Yeah, they know. They 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 play. They play Michigan and Ohio State every year. So I mean, they and they Penn go State. up against big competition. Yeah, yeah, and Penn State. Yeah, they go up against big competition every single year, and it's unfortunate yeah. that that they don't get the recognition they deserve. And I mean, they're usually guaranteed three losses right there. So, like, yeah. 
that's yeah. really hard to and, come back from and try to get ranked on. Yeah. So again, yeah, Maryland, I should I should have gave them more credit than I did. Um, because after I saw them, you know, piling up the losses, you know, they had lost four losses coming well, into the game. I, I didn't the give them the credit they deserved injury? because I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that Maryland's a tough team, and I overlooked them. I overlooked yeah. them, and I think Michigan overlooked them a little bit as well. I I got to tell you, I think I was the one that at first, because you were trying to convince me that, that you got, we got to be wary of them at the beginning of the season. Because I remember being like, fuck Maryland. But either way, yeah, I get what no, you're Yeah, that no, that was that was my mantra is beware of Maryland exactly. And and I I didn't think we played them. It was a couple weeks in before I realized, oh shit, we actually yeah. do play them. Yeah. And then and then I started overlooking them. Eh, they lost to Ohio State. We're better than Ohio State. This that and the other. And and again, I was I was getting a little not confident. I was getting a little cocky as a Michigan fan. And um, right. And it kind of humbled us a little bit, I will say. Um, but, but again, it's it's a road win at Maryland, um, and only win by seven points. Definitely our closest game of the season. Definitely gave up the most points we've we've given up all season. We had a bunch of snaps inside our ten yard line, which seven. is something that we haven't seen all season. Yeah, um, we we want to talk about um their quarterback their backup quarterback billy edwards jr Fuck that, that dude, dude coming in on fucking goal line scenarios talk about that stat line <laughs> four carries for three yards and three touchdowns for their backup <laughs> quarterback it's gotta be a record it's gotta be a record dude <laughs> like, that is something you don't ever hear i i <laughs> Just I mean, like okay, I'm looking safeties. at it right now. When do you hear that? Two safeties, three touchdowns on four yards, like three yards, whatever. I mean, Jesus, man, this game was weird. It was a weird game. Like, yeah. end of the season, Maryland has nothing to lose. We have everything to lose. And I think that's what played out in Maryland is we were away before the biggest game in college football this year. And it was weird. It, it got weird. Everything about this game was so fucking weird. It was nothing was normal, let alone two safeties. Again, I, I want to bring that up again. I've not seen two safeties and a punt block and a punt block. We've, yeah. been, we've been so close on punt blocks all season long, and we finally got one in one of our closest games we've had all season, which is just, like, so weird. But one thing I do want to highlight is that we were talking about all season – that if you stop our run game, we have our pass game. If you stop our pass game, we have our run game. People forget that we have our defense, though, and the defense showed they are not afraid to fucking score. <laughs> like, like I got to tell you, we're a triple-headed beast at this point. Actually, quad. Yeah. Even our special team scored as a freaking safety. Like, Yeah. I, I, that's, what, know, that's what it was, yeah. I... The, the punter kicked it out of bounds. <laughs> he almost wrecked the uh, sound guy. The sound guy used his, like, sound shield to, like, block the ball from, like, <laughs> smacking him in the nuts. <laughs> Which is actually, like, I understand it, but at the same time, it's like, man, you're able to kick the ball out of bounds and all it is is a safety? 
Like, you know I mean, that was about yeah. to lose seven points. So, yeah, I mean, they had it totally right on the broadcast. What a heads-up play. It was a heads-up play because you just – you saved yourself five points right there by just kicking it, by re-kicking it. Second, second, it. Kick of, second kick of the play. <laughs> <laughs> finally finally putting the foot in football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, England. That's why we call it football. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how yeah, important that, that, the feet are. That in football. was a wild game. Wild. It was, it was just weird. Yeah. The whole thing was like weird. not normal. I mean, you know, we were talking negative uh, forty-three for Talia, but like at the same point, we faced a quarterback who is agile in general, like especially in the backfield. But we did. Our defense is so good that we made him pay for it. So the thing is, though, he did get open looks. And, you know, I think Joe Clapp brought it up on the broadcast. Their short pass game, which I complained about early on in the season, those short passes out to the flats, mm-hmm. um, was their run game. Because they couldn't run against us. No one really can run against us, to be honest. Like, our line is fucking it, – it's deadly. Um, but they were doing those five to eight, even 10 yard passes out to the sides in those flat areas. Cause they brought it up like Michigan's game plan on defense is to give up those passes so that you don't beat us deep and we can lock you down up the middle. So it's, and that's, that's right. And that's what I've been saying all season is because exactly that is exactly what you just said. Our, our defensive line, I think we've been talking about it all season long is got to be the best in the nation with Easy. just how deep they are and how good every single player on that defensive line is. And yep. they didn't have anything rushing all game long. They had a total of 15 yards, so that's <laughs> nothing. They had they had the mobile quarterback in Talia, and I yep. think he is a mobile quarterback, but he, he didn't have any time to get mobile out there. And he, exactly, yeah. he ended up with minus 43 because he was getting sacked. He was getting pressured all game long. They had no run game and exactly right. And I think that was, that was a good call on the broadcast is that their short pass game is their run game. And that's the thing we've been, we've been talking about all season long is that, yeah, we are, we do give them that buffer because we keep the ball in front of us. And so if you want to take five yards, all right, we'll give it to you because you're going to eventually screw up, which in fact is what ended up happening with those two interceptions Mikey Sanders still having having both of them, he, you know yeah. they did end up screwing up a couple times. And um, with the one safety was um, from from the punt, and then the other safety was an intentional grounding in the end zone. Is because he was feeling the pressure in the end zone yep. and he just tried to get rid of it. And it wasn't near anybody because he wasn't thinking about that. He was thinking about getting rid of the ball because oh shit, I'm about to get smoked right now. And so mm-hmm. he just got rid of it. And it's because of the defensive line and the pressure that they are able to consistently bring against yep. opposing teams. I'm, you know, and that's why I don't want to just like brush over this game, but I got to tell you, it was, it was a really disgusting game to watch. Like it, it had everybody feeling sick. You know, I, it was great to see our defense just show the fuck up, but I, one thing I will say about the offense, I've been giving this kid shit all season, 
Edwards, this game and last game, has been falling forward, driving his legs down the field finally. And to be honest, that is the main thing I wanted to see before Ohio State so that we have some sort of counter with Corum so that they can't just say that when Edwards is in, we're going to pass the ball. You know, give Corum a break every once in a while and we can still run the ball with Edwards. And, you know, I know he only averaged three and a half yards this game, but a lot of those runs – he was falling forward. He was using the six-foot-plus status that he has, and he was he was getting those yards, and it was just nice to see him get positive yards pretty much every single carry. And that's what I wanted to see from him all season long, and I'm, I'm not going to overlook that. I'm very happy with what Edwards did this game. He shot the gap. He's not like Blake where he – you know, Blake did this game again – where he bounced off the back of his lineman and then went to the exact opposite side of the line and got a 10, 12-yard run for a first down. You know, he's not like that running back, but I do know he's fast. And he's probably fast. He's faster than Corum. And so when he sees that hole, he just shot it this game. And that's all we really need from him. If he can get 20 yards after that, great. But get the three to five first so we don't have a long third down. We can't have long third down. Even though we did convert some long third downs, but we don't want to have to rely on the long third down pass play. You know, we don't want to have to rely on that. So just set us up on second and long for a third and short. That's what we need. And that's what, that's what Donovan Edwards was able to d- deliver for us today or uh, this past week, even though it was still a freaking nail biter, which is, you know. I, you know, honestly, yeah. I'm kind of glad we had a nail biter before Ohio State so that the, the kids knew – like, hey, do you want to be feeling like this going into an Ohio State game? Do you do you want – remember how it felt against Maryland when you thought you were about to lose everything you had worked for the whole damn season going into freaking Beaver Stadium and beating their ass in Beaver Stadium? Like, you had to go through all that bullshit, shut out Michigan State. We beat, beat every single opponent that Ohio State's played except for Purdue and, unfortunately, Maryland – by more so it's like you know in general you've worked so hard for this season right now don't fuck it up with something stupid and I think it was that nail biter that kind of squeaker like you're talking about that we needed before we go into the biggest game of college football this is this is easily the biggest game in college football for at least the last two to three years Alabama has not been the same it's not it's not an Alabama-Auburn of old. It's not an Alabama-even Georgia of recent. Michigan-Ohio Michigan, State is easily the biggest game of the season. And I am, I'm actually kind of glad that we had a squeaker right before that to kind of wake these kids up. I, I think it's going to wake them up. It'll keep them hungry. And I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all because, exactly, it shows them that, hey, you were this close to losing – Everything. everything this season because you know if Michigan's a one-loss team, they're not going to get the same treatment that a one-loss Ohio State team got last year Obviously. when Michigan blew yep. them out in the final game of the season. They still ended up making the college football playoff, and Michigan okay, no. is not going to get that kind of treatment. So, yeah, that I, I do agree that that is a wake-up call. And also I wanted to touch on, too, with the running game, and, and I think kind of nationally or at least – at least ESPN-wise, um, they were kind of hating on Michigan for, oh, 
they're you know they're one dimensional again and they can only run the football and they don't have a pass game and it's like that's that's not a knock if you can run the football and you can do it well and you can win games by running the football don't tell me that oh you're going to run up to somebody that's just going to stop the run i don't think so because michigan's run is different than a lot of other teams run game you know michigan is a power run game they're not just a run game and they have some guy that just you know he dances in the backfield and he's able to juke defenders this that and he's able to run around people no michigan's offensive line and and i haven't been given as much credit this season as in, in as in um a, the couple seasons past when they were winning you know best offensive line in the country but they're still solid back there and they still move bodies down the field and they are able to when they need it to get two, three yards and two, three yards, every play doesn't get you first downs, but they're able to get them in short yardage conversions when they need them. And, and in the red zone. Yes. And my, the thing I've been preaching all season, and I think everybody recognizes it is that, you know, we, we move the ball down the field. And if you're able to consistently run the ball and move it down the field, even if you don't score, because at the beginning of the season, you know, first 10 games, uh, we were running maybe first nine games. We were marching it down the field consistently every single drive and, and scoring. And even if you don't score, but if you're able to get a, a few scoring plays and you're out in front of the opposition, you don't need to score every single drive. You need to take time off the clock. And it yep. you know, they, they kinda hate on that and saying, Oh, oh, they're you know, they're one dimensional and all they do is run the ball. But that's the game plan. The game plan is to eat time off the clock, move the ball a little bit down the field, and if we don't convert on a third down, then punt the ball and you know, kind of play almost a little bit of Iowa offensive game is, you know, Iowa's punter is their best offensive player and, and put the ball in a position where the defense can take over. And that's exactly what our defense does week in and week out. We don't need to be scoring on every single drive, even though we've, we've become accustomed to that. We don't need to do it every single play, every single drive. Yeah. And just moving the ball forward, not taking big losses not making any mistakes, which Michigan does not do. They have, knock on wood, they have not been making mistakes offensively. I know J.J. had an interception. He looked like he was forcing the ball a few times in there. There could have been a couple more picks, but it hasn't It hasn't come to fruition yet. And we've just been moving down the field consistently. We've been chewing time off the clock and giving the ball to their offense where we know our defense will show up. And I think you wanted to talk, too, about, about uh, Tommy Doman and maybe the Dolman. punt of the decade. Dude. Maybe the punt of the decade. Dude. I got to tell you, Toot, that ball bounced twice inside the five-yard line and landed at the one. Uh, oh, dude, that was that was one of the nicest punts I think I've ever seen, ever, ever. That yeah. was a, that was a thing of art. That was, that was a work. A, a thing of beauty, work of art. That's, that was a thing of art. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, that was amazing. I think they were even talking about it, like uh, the Doman's got to put this inside the 10 or something like that before he punted it. And, oh, my God, did he do his job. That was 
I think they said it. I love that they said this. They're like, oh, it had some English. Look at the English on that. Because yeah. <laughs> it was. It, you know. it, bounced, it bounced twice in Star Wars the Five. It was, it was always going backwards. That was, that was impressive. That was very you know where, that was, that was extremely impressive punt by Doman. And that's what I'm saying. You know where that, Tommy so Doman's quick. from? You know, you know where he's from, no. by the no. way? No. Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Orchard. Chicken some Orchard apples. Lake St. Mary's. Yeah. Catholic League, baby. Catholic League, letting them know. I did not realize Dude. I'm looking up his stats right now. Dude is six four. 215? Oh. Holy God damn, why is he not a freaking tight end? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. He's number 19. He could be right next to Colson Loveland. Holy shit. That's crazy. I mean, we got yeah. Gardner Loveland. How about we, how about we throw suit up Doman on the line? See what he can do. I don't know. Get him out there. <laughs> Let the kid touch the ball with his hands. It's not just football. But yeah, because – Kids got skills out there, obviously, and this was—I mean, you, it, it's hard to say oh, highlights of a punter, but no, that was, that was, that was it a was fucking huge. punt. I mean, it was, it was the, huge because it directly drive. led to that safety. It directly safety. led yeah, to the safety. Because he, he fucked yeah. him up in the end zone, and he got that stupid intentional grounding. Which, by the way, yep. that is so funny. That's like the only unreviewable judgment call that is like in this game right now. You can't review. Yeah. I'm glad they came up with the right decision because if they wouldn't have done that, I would have been pissed because it's like, dude, there was nobody around him. I Obviously, he was throwing it directly in that direction, but he missed the receiver by 10 yards. You don't miss a receiver by 10 yards if you're actually throwing the ball at him. There's no way. And that's another thing that they brought up on the broadcast is that, like, if if the ball was flicked or, or deflected, it would have been a different story, but it was a total uninhibited throw. Yeah. He yeah. threw it at the ground. And and that's what we were saying earlier about about Talia Tagovailoa. He's he's a good quarterback and he's a mobile quarterback, but he was feeling pressure all day long. And you know, I'm not. I don't want to talk down on him because I think he actually is. He might no, be the best. Good. Well, he he is the best quarterback that we faced all season long. He's the yeah, best oh, quarterback yeah. that we faced, and he dropped some dimes in there. No, yeah, he was killing us. Because I was going to bring that up, negative 43, but positive 247 in the air. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't like he wasn't lethal. You know, almost almost his passing yards alone eclipsed both of our running and passing yards because we had like yeah. 293 or 295 or something like that, something close to that in the game. He threw yeah. for 247. Like, yeah, and he could have had more bad. because there were there were yeah, there was drops. two or three more passes. I can think I think I can think of two off the top of my head where the receiver just flat dropped it, and it's like, dude, that was actually a legit throw, and yeah. the receiver didn't make the play. Would've yeah, us. yeah, he. I yeah. mean, I mean, Tagovailoa, he had a good game. He had a good game. No, he was he the best did. quarterback and- we've seen. But again, that goes back. And that's to why what I want to highlight saying. the defense. The defense is our third head, and our special teams punt block is our fourth head. The the thing is, is that yeah. we're we you we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, if not last week. If you stop a run, we got our pass. And when they tell us that we're only one dimensional, like you said, it's a part of the game plan. They weren't passing the football for the first like fifty years of fucking football, bro. It was all run. 
so the forward pass is not as old as the run. You go to the run. The run works. If your run game's not getting stopped, yep. continue to run the ball. It's the safe bet if it works. Now, if we have to pass it, are you kidding me? J.J. can't throw the ball? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Roman Wilson well, can't also, the ball. Loveland, Barner, Julius, get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, or, also, uh, what do they say, too, about, about uh, defense? Defense travels. You always need right. to be able to rely, yes. rely on your defense. You've been saying that. And, You've been saying that all fucking season, bro. Defense travels. You have been saying that. And guess what? Yeah. Our defense showed the fuck up. You can't – there's no part of our team that won't score the ball at this point. Special teams, defense, offense, boom. They're all scoring. Yeah. They're, I mean, it, it's tough to say in a seven-point victory – and you it's thirty one twenty four, but I mean, we're well, were we firing all on all cylinders? At certain points we were, but maybe not all at the same time. Like I said, you know, going <laughs> after the first quarter, it looked like we were firing all on all cylinders because everybody got in on the action. But you know, we didn't we didn't put up too many points offensively. But again, that's what you need. You need the defense that picked you up, the defense is scoring, the defense is making big plays, keeping your offense in the game, and everybody's playing complimentary football because that's another thing we've been preaching all season long is that everybody is working for everybody else on the team, and the offense is working for the defense, and the defense is working for the offense. And then you throw on the teams, making some plays out there too. Yep. That's tough to beat. Punt block, punt kicker. Like, I think, you know what it was? It was actually kind of beautiful. It was a shitty, like, score, but it was really beautiful to see how the other parts of the team who usually don't score step the fuck up. Like, yeah, that punt, I got, uh, the punt was absolutely necessary because, you know, we were, like, really close to the, I think it was, like, right around the 50-yard line. And usually, sometimes, we'll go for that, you know? It was, it was probably a hard decision to not go for that fourth down. I think it was a little bit yeah. too long, though. I think that's what it was, it was, really. But a lot of times, if it's fourth and short, we're going for that at, at midfield. And we've had success. Well, I mean, think that's the reason why, though. I think that's the exact reason why is because saying, oh, yeah, you know, we could go for this and we have a good shot at making it, but we'll put it in our defense's hands because we They've know They've been running the game defense. the whole game. Exactly. Exactly. And – even though they scored 24 points, it's still like we got the job done. We needed to go into Ohio State undefeated. That was yeah. end of story. And they've been trying to cut us down in every single way possible. Missouri is taking our block M now. I have no idea how that's even possible. Fucking Jimmy is still suspended. I guess they're just accepting that now. Whatever. Um, quick touch on that. Everyone's so pissed. It's such bullshit. We're going into Ohio State without Jim. Um, honestly, that hurts, to be real. I think I think Jimmy's more upset because he knows we're going to win, and this is that three-peat that happened in 97. Um, he'll be there in the he'll, – he'll, he'll be there in the postseason. But uh, I, I got to tell you, if those kids are not fired up about not having Jim on the sidelines, in Ann Arbor against Ohio State, I don't know what would motivate anybody. I I don't know what else. I don't know what else you could possibly want. They literally took out your kingpin, bro. 
for no good reason. Yeah, so, it's it was it was kind of a tough pill to swallow without Jim Harbaugh being there for the one thousandth win. I know in Michigan yeah. program history, Michigan football program. Yep, first yeah, time, first team, first team, first team ever. It's tough to not have him on the sidelines, and it's. I mean, love the 1,000th win. Love being the first team in, what do they say, quadruple digits? Leader in the so, battle. Yeah, but but I, it's we've, we've touched on it. We've more than touched on it. Yeah, Michigan, we, we took Michigan way too much time last podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's out there. It's a real thing. I, I, it's not just being a homer and saying, oh, nobody likes us. No, it's it's a real thing. Michigan hate Michigan is hate. a real thing. Michigan hate. It's absolutely unacceptable, but that's why we need to just wreck Ohio State. Just punish them in Ann Arbor. Just obliterate them. Because, A, like you said, Talia – is still going to be the best quarterback we face, even after Ohio State. We faced the hardest quarterback that we had to face all season last week. I can't even remember Ohio State's quarterback's name without having to look it up. Yeah, Kyle McCord. I know the name, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Nobody can. No. Yeah. And, And Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't know why they're making such a big deal about him I watched the last two games against Ohio State he was there last year like why are we why are we so all on Harrison Jr.'s cock right now dude he's been here he hasn't been making any noise yeah they I don't I I mean of course he's a good player of course not going to deny that but also he he's for whatever reason he's wide open all the time and they throw him the ball, and he catches it, and people say, oh, oh, he's the greatest in the country. Like, dude, he was wide open. There was nobody covering him. He does not, for whatever reason, does not get double teamed every single play. If he's the best receiver in the nation, why is everybody not double teaming him every single play and trying to play lockdown defense on him every single play? The defenses don't do that, and he's one-on-one, man-to-man coverage, and he gets open, and he makes a catch. It's like, it's yeah, good job. Good team. job. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I'd love to have him on Michigan's team, but it's not like he is a game changer. He's not the biggest body no. out there. He's not. He's not a a Calvin Johnson type. No, where he's getting triple teamed consistently yeah. and going yeah. up and still making the catch yeah. every single time. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's know. not that good. But no, they but talk like about the way him they like talk he about is. him in the national media is exactly like Calvin Johnson though. They're pretty much putting him at a Calvin Johnson level right now. Yeah, and I, I, I really don't get it. I mean, again, he's, he's a good player, but he's yeah. not – he doesn't receive from the, – the defenses don't give him the same amount of attention that they should based on the hype that the national media gives him week in and week out. See, Wilson's just right there with him. Roman Wilson? Yeah, Roman Wilson's just as fast, just as elusive, just as good yeah. hands. They just don't throw it to him every game because they they throw it to they spread the ball around the field. Arner, Loveland, Cornelius, like fucking Edwards. Demise you know? getting in on the action. 
dude. Okay, how have we not talked about some mash, dude? The fucking frosh from West Bloomfield with Donnie Edwards. Dude, they're both from West Bloomfield. It's a fucking hot, yeah. hot pocket now. Like, dude, we got a little hotbed of football happening in the west side of Metro Detroit. Like, dude, what are they feeding those kids out there? It must have fresher water or something. I don't know. Something, Something's going on out there, yeah, because they're he turning looking good. through the blue program. He was looking good. He had another hard touchdown to this game. I mean, he's he's begging to have an Anthony game against Ohio State. He's begging for it. He's like, coach, put me in. Coach, got you. Coach, watch, watch me get this touchdown. Because it was him and uh, Quorum. Those are the guys who scored on offense. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I know. And those those reverses to him, like, I mean, I've been talking about no. not putting it on film. We've put it on film two or three times, but it's worked. It's worked most of the time. I don't even think it's one of the time at least. I don't even think that's Those like uh, what we to the extent of what we can do with that though. Because like what I'm saying, we were talking about this about Ohio State game plan. We still haven't seen Corman Donovan Edwards in the backfield at the same time once this season. I cannot remember one time. We've seen both of those quarterbacks or running backs side-by-side J.J. in the shotgun this season. If you got Which some doesn't odd... mean it hasn't happened, but you're right. I don't remember it happening, so it's happened a handful of times or less. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, honestly, I've been looking for it all season because I've been waiting for it. Like a couple episodes ago, I, told, I talked about like a, a, a play action to uh, Donovan Edwards or to Quorum yep. or whoever, you could pick one because they both got hands. Quorum still has hands. He's not yeah. maybe as yeah, good maybe as Donovan Edwards, but he still has hands. He's caught the ball. Like, we'll forget you could about that play Michigan State game last Any season. one of those dudes. What? I said, we'll forget about that Michigan State game last season. Or two seasons ago? When was that when he dropped? I think it, it must have been two seasons ago when we lost to Michigan State. No, wait. No, I'm getting no, all hooked up here. It was last that. season because that was that was our last regular season loss was against Michigan State, and he had a wide open catch that he dropped. And if he would have caught that, it would have been a totally different ball game, and we would have won against Michigan State. I think it was last season, maybe two seasons ago. Could it have been last season? We went we went undefeated last season. Yeah, so two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, that was our last regular but, season loss. But either way, I'm just saying, like, we haven't even seen Corum and Donovan Edwards in the backfield at the same time all season. I, I, I'm willing to stake my reputation on that right now. I've been looking for it all season. I haven't seen it once. Well, and, and now that we're we talking seen- about it, now that we're talking about it, I'm wondering um, if Samaj has a little quarterback in him also because, you know, we ran that trick play against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Um, I think that was two seasons ago now. Um, Donovan Edwards throwing a fucking dart down the field and absolutely smoked when he released the ball. But what does Samaj have that in him? So we want to run a little wide receiver sweep, and then he's not he's not playing and not carrying the ball. They give it to him with a little bit of time in the backfield, and then he starts to throw it. That could be a little wrinkle to that kind of wrinkle play that we're already running. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, even if even if he doesn't have an arm, you got Samaj, and then you got let's just say JJ's underneath the center, 
and you got a wishbone formation with Donnie and fucking Blakey boy in the back. And then you fake the reverse to Samaj, fake the run to Corum. Corum blocks, Edwards out in the flats, Samaj is downfield. Like, there's so many options with those three motherfuckers, let alone you have Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, Loveland, yeah. and Barner as freaking options. Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no way we do not blow Ohio State out of the fucking water in Ann Arbor. There's, I Honestly, dude, I'm not going to say shutout. I think Ohio State will win or not win. I think they'll score Whoa. a touchdown. Ooh. Stop. You know what I meant. They're going to score. <laughs> they're going to score. Maybe not a touchdown, but they're going to score. I honestly believe we could beat them by 40 points. Well, we've done it. We've done it. Well, and that and that's what I'm thinking too about um about our wide receiver threats and just what I said earlier about Samaj possibly throwing the ball and we know Donovan Evers can throw the ball and what did we see against Penn State? Penn State they threw it to Drew Aller. Drew Aller had that fourth down uh reception. So do you think that JJ could be the fifth or sixth receiver down there, whatever number that would be? No, it's okay. Wait, it's Cornelius, Wilson, Barner, Loveland, Donnie, Corum. That's six. Samaj, number seven. He's number, number eight. eight. JJ, JJ would be number eight on the field. Okay, wait. That We're can't going be possible. eight. <laughs> <laughs> eight receivers on the field is impossible, dude. We need we need a center, two guards, and two tackles. <laughs> Can't I dare you to cover eight. I dare you to cover eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see you try to cover eight. <laughs> but dude, that's that's a real thing, though. That's what I'm saying. We saw it against Penn State. We saw it. Yeah. Whatever. I don't even remember what it was. Was it a handoff or was it a pitch? And then they threw it back to Drew Aller, and it's like, yeah, I I don't. Yeah, but I don't. Doubt I don't even want to say about these trick plays. I'm not even saying we need to do these trick plays. I'm I'm saying like well, actual college. trick plays are fun. Please. No, trick plays but, are fun. No, I know they're fun, but I'm not even talking about trick plays at this point. I'm saying like what you've been talking about the whole season is that we're not showing this on tape. We have plays mm-hmm. drawn up with Donovan Edwards and Corum in the backfield that no one has seen all season. A hundred percent, we do that. Hundred percent, yeah. And, and they're and they're and they're solid. They're solid regular plays. They're options. They're play actions. They're nothing fancy. Can we do the fancy plays on top of that? A hundred percent. I'm just saying we have not even seen the regular plays they can do yet, which are like money. You know what I'm saying? Like these are going. These are going to work. It's it's you can always throw those in, but them not being together in the backfield already is a trick play to me because. You don't even know how to – you can't guard Corum. You can't even stop Corum at this point, let alone if we have two options to run the ball or pass or do whatever. So I'm just saying at this point, I am just so excited to see what we throw at Ohio State this this, this week. Because, I mean, okay, let's, let's not... bring this up too. Let's wait, wait. Let's, let's bring this up too. Who's been coaching Michigan for the last two games now? Shabona. And guess what? He's our fucking offensive coordinator. You don't think Sharon got some things up his sleeve? Like, bro, this dude wants to bury Ohio State almost more than Jimmy does right now. Jimmy, 
there's nothing in Jimmy that doesn't want to beat Ohio State since he was born. But Correct. that's the only reason why Sharon can't compete with Jimmy, because he's born and bred blue. Sharon is doing the same thing, but he's got, he's got all the intelligence and all the respect and knowing of every single threat on that offense better than Jimmy does. Like we talked about last podcast, he is the CFO. He knows how to find, like, just find these kids. He knows exactly what to do, and he's going to, he's going to show the fine-tuning of this fucking team against Ohio State. This is why Michigan fans get so excited about this game. Everything that we've been practicing and we haven't been able to see all season, which we know we're working on since Jimmy's got there, for Ohio State is going to come out this week, and I cannot fucking wait. Because Ohio State has nothing to hide. They, they, they've been using everything and anything they, ha- they have to win their games. This is, it is a total reversal of the last decade. So 2010 to 2020 was Michigan being like, oh, I hope to God we can still be undefeated when we play them. That is exactly what Ohio State is right now. They've been using everything they have. They have no secrets. Ryan Day is not that smart. I am going all in on this podcast, bro, because I don't believe they have anything secret. I, I think they've been hanging on by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Like they're not, they're not worrisome to me. They're, they, they don't threaten me the way they used to. I don't believe that he is smart enough to outsmart what the fuck Jimmy and Sharon's been having and went and mentor all season. They do. Oh my God. This is nine years in the making right now. Like, I oh my god, dude! Saturday is going to be such a great day. It's it's going to be. I agree. I agree a hundred percent with everything that you just said, and I would just say that I I gotta believe, and I would almost put a guarantee on it that we have not opened up more than seventy five percent of our playbook all season nope. long. We nope. we've still got an entire twenty five thirty percent. And we're not going to see it all against Ohio State, but but we have a good have 10 been, to 15 for it. Yeah, there have been 25 percent. 25 percent of the playbook has not even been on the table up until the Ohio State game, and that's when we're going to open it up. And again, we may not see all 25 percent of those plays, but that that's now available. Again, with yep. exactly what you've been preaching, Blake and Donovan in the backfield something that we have not seen all season long to any nope. effect whatsoever. We have nope. if if it has happened, it has not happened to any effect. It has not been something that we've been trying to run. Um and again, we we're just talking about the trick plays, you know, we don't need to rely on the trick plays, but I got to believe that there's there's a new wrinkle in there that we haven't seen absolutely just different formations that we haven't run and different schemes that we haven't run both offensively and defensively again offensively with Donovan Edwards and Blake Quorum both in the backfield and defensively they've been talking all season on the broadcasts and we've noticed it too is that the defensive scheming is just it's fantastic and the blitz packages that we run and you know uh, defenders looking like they're running outside uh, outside linebackers, blitzing to the outside, and, oh, all of a sudden they rush the middle when there's a gap. You know, things like that, just, just their gap schemes. And 
and and the blitz packages that we bring and just the mixing up of coverages and making it look like um you know somebody's going to blitz here and then they drop back into coverage and somebody else blitzes just just the the schemes on defense as well even even those plays we haven't been we haven't been showing even our defensive hand all season long no. and I know there's different packages that we're going to bring and offensively that you know that those are the ones that get the big attention but defensively also they're not gonna we have not been showing all of our defensive schemes either but because no. exactly Sharon Moore fucking great offensive coordinator fantastic as of late and then Jesse Minter like Jesse Minter's defense has been performing love, all season long love, don't tell me that they oh they've been they've been just running their entire defense all season no they're going to bring in some surprise blitzes, some surprise pressures, some surprise coverages that Ohio State is not going to be ready for because we we game plan every season at least since Jim Harbaugh has been there, probably for the last 60, 70, maybe even 80 or 90 years. We game plan for Ohio State every single season. And we play them the last game of the season every single season. And so we do not open up the playbook until we get to Ohio State. And that's just the way it is. That's called Michigan football. That's called Michigan football, baby. That's exactly what we've been doing, want to do, continue to do. And I will say I think it was not the game plan during Rich Rod or fucking Brady Hoke. Cause they fuck didn't those understand it. No. I don't know how Brady Hope didn't understand it. I, I honestly don't exactly. even understand how he didn't understand it. Like, you played on your fucking bowl, bro. Yeah, Brady but, Hoke, that was the whole thing about Brady Hoke, is he's a Michigan man. He was a Michigan, Michigan man, man, and everybody got hyped up. And and we've talked about this before, maybe not on the podcast, but we've definitely talked about it before, is that Jim Harbaugh, he came in and he had all Brady Hoke recruits. And he turned the program around with Brady Hoke recruits. Brady Hoke got good players into the Michigan program. He just didn't utilize them. He did not scheme well. He did not play Big Ten opponents, especially Ohio State, as well as he sh- as he should have played them. And well, for whatever that, reason, he was shooting in the dark. He could recruit exactly. because the fucking Rich Rod barely had some sort of reputation, so he could kind of recruit off that, which is really just Boyd Carr, if you can believe it. I mean, to be real, Lloyd Carr is the only reason why Rich Rod was able to really recruit anybody. And then Rich yeah. Rod fucking threw that away to go ahead and do some sort of ACC bullshit at Michigan. And then Brady Hoke was hit, holding on for dear life and somehow still had some four or five-star recruits. I don't even know if he got a five-star <laughs> recruit. But, like, to be real, it took Jimmy five fucking years to filter out that bullshit. And you're right. He still was able to do something with it. But we were still finishing, like, seven and, you know, five. Something like that, dude. It was not pretty. This is this. Oh God, dude. Ohio State is in for a world pain this week. They, Sharon has every right. I love that. In for a world of pain. I love they it. Are in, they are in for such a world of pain. They don't even know. We don't even know. We follow Michigan football more than probably 95% of the fans of Michigan football at this point. They, we don't even know what we're going to throw at them. We're guessing right now. We're, just, we're, we're educatedly guessing, but we're still guessing because this is – Sharon 
could still just line up Donnie and fucking Blakey Boy in the back and still just run the regular offense and just catch them having, like, two linebackers being stuck frozen trying to guard the spy on our running back while we're running slants over the middle of the whole game. It could be that. It could be as simple as that. But, again, we still march down the field, bleed the clock like the fucking Red Cross, and we just keep scoring. Because I got to tell you, it's not going to be anything like this Maryland game. We're back in Ann Arbor. We are literally, oh, oh, oh. We are going to murder Ohio State. We are going I, – I don't, I don't doubt that it could be a 40-plus differential in this game. The, the atmosphere the, is going to be totally love, different. Going to be totally different to than what we've seen the past few weeks. I would just love to hear a sound bit of what Jimmy says to the team before they get into the stadium. Just a sound bit. I do, honestly, they should have a fucking rally outside of the gates of the, of the big house and just be like, have fucking Jimmy on a pulpit and just going nuts to the fucking team. Do you understand well, what they're see. trying to fucking do to us? Do you understand what they're doing to me? They're taking me out of this game. They want you to lose. They know you suck. They want you to suck. Do you believe that? Do you believe an 11-0 season, the way we've done it, sucks? No. They are literally removing me from the sideline to make sure that Ohio State beats you today. Are you going to allow that? And it's like, bro, dude, like just – 50,000 people behind that fucking, like, team just going nuts. Like, I would I want to see Jimmy grabbing the iron bars outside of the big house, shaking them. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Giving that mantra. Acting like he's locked up. Giving everybody yeah. free Jim Harbaugh t-shirts. Did you see that? I want to did, see you see, that. did you see the, the bar stool? I was thinking about we should make a shirt like that. Barstool already did it. They made They made the free Harbaugh shirt. Uh, well, I saw uh, Wilson. Wilson wearing one. Yeah. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah, Wilson was wearing XD. You know, honestly, I was kind of glad. Oh, that's something we didn't even bring up. Wilson was out for like more than half the game. Yeah, wasn't that first quarter when he yeah, got smoked? Yeah, he got out first quarter. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so J- and I did bring this up that JJ doesn't have a number one receiver. You know, that probably still hurt him though. You know, but at the same point, like we got it done. But either way, yeah, I would love to see. Harbaugh just <laughs> at the metal gates, just rattling them. Just let me free, dude. There's yeah. gonna be some free Harbaugh chance in the fucking biggie at on Saturday, bro. There's gonna be some freaking oh, oh man. I, I know. Well, I just like I like JJ's comment after the Penn State game. What do you and, mean? Um, what do you mean? Which one? Well, he was saying that about the crowd noise, and he was like, you know, honestly, I forget I forget what Michigan's practice dating is called, but you know, they're they're pumping in the noise during practice, and he's like, yeah, it was louder during practice. <laughs> we were ready for this. <laughs> no, I missed yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, so, hey, I mean that's what the that's what the big house is gonna bring. The big house is gonna bring the noise. We got that thirty percent volume increase due to the uh, skyboxes they installed a few years back. Well, and so, they, now they fucking installed the biggest fucking 
screens in the goddamn world besides the Jerry Dome. Yeah. So, yeah, they are trapping the noise in there. I like how they're building walls, but in very effective ways. Like luxury seating, luxury screens, just the most Michigan thing to do of all time. Like, we're not just going to build on to the stadium. We're going to go ahead and make it efficient. <laughs> yeah, and we're got the light. in the noise. Yep. That was the one thing when I was going there. You can really tell. Like, the stadium's super wide. Extremely wide. And, yeah, uh, it is. It's fucking, it's crazy when you walk in there. You walk in there, and it's like, dude, that other side of the stadium is fucking far away. Like, it is huge. They don't call it the big house for no reason. It's fucking right. big. I mean, the big house, I think, is, like, either, as of, like, 10 years ago, it was, like, the second or third, maybe fifth largest stadium in the world. Like, Brazil has some bigger ones, and maybe now China does. I don't know for sure. But, like, in general, I want to say it's like, fucking North Korea, bro. Like, North Korea has a bigger stadium. The Oons want to win at something. It might be building the largest stadium for no one to come to. Yeah, and the only stadiums (laughs) that are bigger are fucking NASCAR stadiums. And that's because the fucking tracks are fucking miles long around. That's it. (laughs) Right? Like No, the big house is, yeah, it's one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest sporting stadiums in the fucking world besides yeah. NASCAR where the fucking tracks are miles long. Yeah, I honestly think uh I think Brazil has one that's larger just because they have fuck tons of people in that bitch and they love their soccer. So Yeah, it's tough to compete with that, but because exactly, we're competing with that's that's a national fucking sport. We're talking about fucking the state of Michigan, right? And that's it, (laughs) right? (laughs) And it's only half the state. Yeah, actually, probably less than half, because like there's people that just don't watch it, and then there's Michigan and Michigan State fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I mean it it's 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 impressive how Michigan has been able to put a hundred thousand fans in the seats for 50 years plus straight 60 years. Cause I think the last time under a hundred thousand was in the sixties, I think 62, 63. I could be totally making that up, but it's been, I'm at least say, that I don't know long. any stat about that. But... It's, been, it's been at least that long that we've had a hundred thousand fannies in the seats since then, since the sixties. Yeah. It, and it, I mean that's that's an impressive stat. You can't oh, you yeah. can't knock that. You can't try and make that into something that's no big deal. That's a fucking big deal. That's huge. That's incredible. That's fucking week in and week out. That's that's an incredible amount of people to bring into Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor's not even a fucking big city. Uh-uh. Ann Arbor, yeah, it's a it's a popular city, but it's, it's not, not big. the fucking biggest city in no, Michigan. They have like fifty thousand people during the summer, where like all the kids go back home, and then they have like a hundred exactly. during the school year. Yeah, it like double it, it like doubles or more than doubles in size when the school year is happening. 
Yeah, and they put all of them in the fucking stands. I mean, I know people that fucking have season tickets that live fucking an hour and a half away from Ann Arbor, and they have season oh, yeah. tickets. They go every no. single week, hour and a half trip. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. Dude, the, I really the, wish I wish they would open up the big house for just watching, especially with the new uh, screens. Charge five bucks, go in there and watch the game with everybody. I I would love that. That'd be so cool. Oh, I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure they they're starting to think about that. I I would be so down to that. I would go every single week. Especially like, now that they're selling beer in college stadiums too. Woo-wee. Finally. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot believe how long that's taken. They they want to say that it's safer when they don't. It's more unsafe because people just get blackout before they go in. Like it's a 4-hour game pretty much. Like you don't think that people Dude they don't want to sober up. Like, that's exactly what we all did when I was a student. We just got so blackout hammered that, like, we wouldn't get sober for the game. And, like, selling beer. The, dude, the, line al- the lines alone for beer would temper all of that worry. Like, how many times are you going to go up during the game to go get a beer? Probably at the most three. It's like a, yeah, it's like a ten to twenty minute wait. Like you want to, you want to, you want to waste possibly up to sixty minutes of game time waiting for a beer. No. That's why they got the fucking concession guys walking around. You need to have some fucking beer in those pouches. Well, that's great if they do, but I'm just saying in general, if you serve beer in the stadium, people are going to get less fucked up before. That's the whole reason why we got oh, so yeah. fucked up. Like. We couldn't get it in there. That's, I mean, yeah, that's why I've left certain games <laughs> early. We're not going to go into which game that was. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to call you out, but I was at that Notre Dame game first night. First <laughs> you night fucker. Game ever you fucker. At the big house. God damn it. <laughs> I was there. I'm not quite sure if you were. I couldn't find you. I was there. I just you, wasn't around the people you, I wanted you, to be you, around, okay? <laughs> hey, me, le- me, me, leaving, me leaving led us to win that game. That's tough. Because <laughs> that, was, that was not only the fucking, at the time, the biggest crowd in Michigan Stadium history, but it was also probably the greatest game ever played in Michigan Stadium history. Actually, maybe not the greatest game ever played, but it was the greatest game at Michigan Stadium. That was fucking... I was there was for football. the first night game and the story. That's all I know. I got the program. I got the program, bro. I was there from start to finish. And I didn't even go to U of M. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that's why you didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. Probably. It was already hard probably enough. Probably. Was, I've been there three years. Yeah, that was a good time. No, that was that was fucking incredible. And now they got the fucking lights going at night, which I don't know. I'm I'm still not a hundred percent sold on it, but at the same time, on TV when the whole stadium goes black and then they just start flashing blue lights all around, like. That's pretty fucking I don't know. Cool. I don't really it's like it. Cool. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the whole flashing lights thing, to be honest. I know what you mean. I Very know what you gimmicky. mean, but 
Exactly, like, but it, we it, talked about. I feel like I'm in an NBA game. I feel like I, I feel like I'm in that NBA game. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and but we talked. I think we've talked on the podcast before about fucking recruiting stuff. Recruiting. That's how you get. That's how you get good recruits. You have cool schemes. You have cool things. You have cool. You know, like Nike, getting free Nike shit. Yeah, getting free Jordans. You know, Michigan being the first fucking school with Jordan apparels. Like, don't tell me that nobody came to Michigan because they were the only school wearing Jordans out there for that first fucking season. Like, that's well, a cool for thing. Football, for, that, football, for, for, for football. For football. Exactly. Because exactly, exactly. North Carolina has been Jordan-sponsored forever. Oh, for sure, but yeah, but not for football though. That we were the first football right. team to get sponsored by Jordan. Which is wild. Honestly, it's so wild to me that North Carolina didn't get that contract yes. before Michigan. <laughs> yeah. But I again, going back to you know, the they, they put the Jordan, they put the Jordan logo right next to the M. Now it's not even on the other side of the fucking. It's not below. It's not on the other side. It's like right next to it. I, I'm not exactly a fan of that, to be honest. I actually didn't realize that, so I don't have a comment on that because I'm I wouldn't be a fan of that, but I have not noticed that, and I'm surprised. They have like a line. They have like that. a line dividing the M and the Jumpman. And because it's like, I would like the block M to be on its own. Yeah, I don't know. It's it. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, what we're I getting at is you gotta keep you gotta keep up with the trends, and it's trendy. Yeah. To have a cool light scheme going on in the stadium, especially when you have the biggest stadium in America, bar yep. NASCAR. You have the biggest stadium in America, most fannies in the seats, and then you put on a cool fucking light show. Like, that's just another thing to get yeah. people to come no, there definitely. because they know they're going to be playing. They know it's going to be sweet. They know it's going to be lit, as the kids say. You know, that's, that's something that... that that the kids do want to see, and good or bad, it's 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 it is what it is. No, I I agree with that. I'm just uh, not sold on the whole light show thing. I'm not. I don't like to see it, but yeah, I get what you're saying, and it's true. They they want it for the recruits. They want it for the fanfare, and that's fine. I don't care as long as we win. Well, as exactly, long as we fucking win. That's exactly how I thought about fucking playing night games. Dude, I like a fucking noon kickoff. Click the fucking ball at 12 o'clock. That's what fucking Michigan football is about. You know, I would not be opposed to playing every single game of the season at 12 o'clock. I, I mean, not even getting into the night stuff. I, again, talking about how hype it was to be the first night in the of ever in Michigan Stadium. I would not be opposed to them only playing during the day. Noon kickoffs are what football is for. That's what football is for. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, Ohio State, noon kickoff, just the way we like it. In Ann Arbor, getting fucking pumped up for another noon kickoff against the number two team in the land. Oh. How do you feel about Ohio State still at number two? Still ranked over Michigan in the college football playoff. 
even though Michigan was number two the entire season behind Georgia. We're number one in the Big Ten standing. I know. We're, dude, I don't. I, I don't even. Oh, I can't talk about this right now. I honestly can't even talk about it. I'm going to get too upset. I, we, we talked about it way too much last podcast. We can't, we can't go over this again. I, you don't want to rehash? I, I, I'm going to get too upset. I'm, I'm going to get way too upset because we are literally number one in everything right now besides the CFP. And it's like, what the fuck? How? 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 What the fuck are you doing to us right now? I, I just, I'm, oh, I just, nah, dude, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get too upset. I, I, I don't, I can't do it. I, not even, not even the CFP. You want to hear something that will really grind your gears? We actually went down this week in the AP poll as well. The AP, this is the first week of this season that the AP hasn't had us at number two, and they put Ohio State at number two in the AP poll. Bro, we literally have a bigger point differential on common opponents throughout the whole season, the whole time, the entire season. And Notre Dame means shit. Oh,
well, maybe you should bet because you could win a whole lot of money right now. I make guarantees. I guarantee you we'll win by 20 points. I don't, I think, I don't think, I think, whatever, I think we'll win by 40. I don't think whatever way it goes, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously I'm on your side that we're going to win. And I do actually believe that it's going to be a big game. I think it's going to, I think whatever happens, I don't think it's going to be three points either way. I think no, it's going to be, I think it's going to be, 10 points either way. Whoever wins, it's going to be by 10 points. I don't think that this game is going to end up close on the scoreline. Maybe it's a close no. game overall, kind of like the Maryland game was a close game, only seven points. But when you look at the stat sheet, it looks like, wow, how did Michigan not blow them out? It well, may if, look the line, if the like line that. is negative three, I'd put $10 down on winning by 40, and I'd probably win a grand. I mean, you probably fucking would if they let you fucking place a bet like that. I don't actually know how fucking that shit works. Can you just make up your own line? I mean, you can sometimes they'll let you do like a custom bet. It depends on if they accept it, though. So, yeah, they probably give you fucking good odds on that if the line is minus three. But, yeah, I don't I don't think either team, I don't think it's going to be a field goal game either way. No. If Michigan no. gets blown out, it or if I should say, if Michigan loses, it's not going to be a three-point game. But I don't think that's going to happen. And if Michigan wins, it's not going to be a close game. <laughs> They're going to fucking blow that shit out. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a ten-plus point game, just because that's how these games go. These games, as of late, have not been fucking close games. They've been, they've been close going in halftime. And then the victor has pulled away and totally dominated yeah. the second half. So I'm saying we won by 22 points last year, bro. 40 is not unreasonable. Well, I mean, how many fucking 40 point wins has Michigan had this season? They don't do 40 point wins. <laughs> we had one against Minnesota, one against Indiana, Michigan State, and that's about it. We had three in a row, 40 plus. Three in a row. I mean, I'd love to fucking see it. I would love to fucking bury OSU by 40 points and fucking send them home crying and guarantee that they're out of the fucking national championship contention this season. Because last season, whatever the spread was, obviously wasn't good enough to keep them out of the playoff. We almost beat them by double. We literally beat them one point less than double. 45-23. Is that what it was? Yeah, we fucking yeah. we dude. That was fucking we. That's a blowout. That's a fucking it's a blowout. blowout. The blowout. Not even close. Unbelievable that they got into the fucking playoff last season. Unbelievable. That's why I'm going so big. Fuck these motherfuckers, dude. Fuck Jerome knows. Jimmy knows. Minter knows. We need to destroy these motherfuckers to make sure they don't get into the fucking college football playoff. We need to. That's why I'm going so heavy on this. Is that like legitimately, this is true hatred. This is hatred coming to fruition for nine years of heartache at Michigan. The fact that we have not won a national championship under Jim Harbaugh right now should be coming out against this Ohio State team. Yeah, 
I 100% agree. And the fucking playoff committee, we both know, the playoff committee is looking for a reason to put Ohio State in the playoff, even if they lose to Michigan. When they lose to Michigan. And that's why they're ranked above us. That's, that is why they're ranked above us, is because when they lose, they still have the material. They still have the ability to say, yeah, Actually, well, they were ranked working. number two. Yep. Fuck them. Would never Fuck go them. Michigan's way. Michigan would never get that benefit of the doubt. And that's why it's a fucking blessing in the skies for the football, for the college football playoff committee when uh, Florida State's quarterback got taken out last game for the rest of the season. All right, now we can shove them off and we don't have to worry about them. We can easily justify not putting them in the playoff and we can take yep. two Big Ten when Michigan wins, we can take two Big Ten teams and say, "Oh, Florida State—they're not the same—they're t- not the same program without their quarterback." And I looked up the whole stat about the 2006 season with Florida. We all had one loss going into that fucking BCS national championship. It's legitimate. It's documented. Exactly what happened. It was 48 to 45, I believe, like we were talking about. And then they say Florida goes in. Fuck you. Yep. It's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Everybody knows it's bullshit. Fuck you. No. No. You didn't want to see the rematch of the century. All right. So, I mean, totally agree. And that was, that was a quote-unquote computer running those points. Yeah, quote-unquote computer. And now we have human Michigan beings bias. making these calls. So now... Next season, what do you think is going to happen next season when we add USC and Oregon into the Big Ten? Fuck those. And there are no longer any conferences. It's just the two best teams go to the championship, the Big Ten championship game. So not only could we see Michigan-Ohio State last game of the season – then potentially Michigan, Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Then we could see Michigan, Ohio State in the 12-team playoff next season. Yep. Well, that's what they should have been doing the whole time. I don't care about that. If it's based on who's oh, you the don't best. Care. Interesting. Interesting. No, no. If it's based on who's the best, fine. <laughs> I'll see them three. I'll see them three, four times. I don't give a shit. That's exactly what I was saying about 2006, is that we were easily the best team to go to that fucking national championship. Oh, yeah. We should oh, yeah. have rebounded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. We played a three-point fucking game against them. We played a three-point game, and it was fucking, obviously, the number one, number two teams, they play a three-point game. It was one and You're going to tell me they're not the number one, number two teams. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that game changed it all. That was both. That was our first loss. Or maybe it was our second one after that. No. No, that was our first. That was our first. Absolutely. We were both undefeated. We were the number one and number two teams. And we played a three-point game. Whatever the fucking score yeah, was. We finished, something we finished, something. Yeah, we, we finished 11-2 and because we lost the fucking bowl game. Yeah, of course. We fucking Lloyd Carr, Lloyd Carr love him. But he was honestly kind of. My dad always said this. He inherited Bo's reputation. He didn't do shit. 
We didn't we I'm, didn't win bowl games. That was the thing. We did not fucking win bowl games, which is unfortunate. Yeah, because he wasn't both. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. We're going to end it on a sigh. You're going to sigh no, down like no, that? No, I'm not sighing. Get the fuck get out pumped. of here. Get pumped. No. Get pumped. No. Get pumped. We're going in to the biggest game of college football again. We are constantly the biggest game in college football. Michigan, do you want Ohio to say State, that this is? Do you want to say that this is the biggest game of the century? No. No. Not in the last twenty-three years. You don't think so? Oh, okay. I thought you meant in the last hundred years. Um, no, I mean, I mean this century, this current century. I mean, to be honest, I think Michigan, I think Michigan will actually win the national championship. So for us, yes. But in general, I gotta say the Alabama Auburn game with the the field goal return was one of the most ridiculous games I've ever seen. The kick like six, as the kids say. What? The kick six. Yeah, the kick six, exactly. Like, just because I was with Ohio State kids that had just beaten us the same day, and they were screaming national championship the whole time as the field goal was getting lined up, and then they missed it, and then they returned it, and I just saw the complete defeat on all of these Ohio State fans' faces. It was – it, it made me feel so good. I, I loved it. Because not only did they not go to the national championship, they didn't even get into a bowl. Or they get, they didn't get into any bowl that anybody cares about. I don't remember what bowl. They probably got into a bowl. But it was just, oh, so beautiful. Oh. They were so happy, and then they were just so sad. Oh. It was it was, yeah, it was salvation. Was. It was salvation for that season. It was so beautiful. I, I loved seeing their tears. I, I almost licked them off the floor. It was really nice. Um that game honestly has been the best game that I've seen in the last 23 years. Um, this could be so for me. This game could be the turning point, really, of Michigan football. When we three p, what do we do? We win national championships, 95, 97. Um, this 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 really could be the start of a true powerhouse Michigan because we are a powerhouse in the Big Ten, but until we win a national championship, people can talk shit to us all they want who have won in the last 20 years. Until we win, it's a different... What? You're telling me that after USC came Alabama, and after Alabama came Georgia, and after Georgia came Michigan? Is that what you're saying right now? Yes. I like it. I love I love that. Yes. Because I am down to be on that Michigan dynasty train. That's what I'm saying. It's a dynasty being built. Like it, it it's no question. There's a what have we been talking about literally all season? Is Jimmy nine seasons ago started with bullshit Brady Hoke recruits, turned that shit into eventually an over five hundred team which eventually filtered out five years later to his recruiting class. And what do we do? We beat Ohio State for the first motherfucking time in years. 
Like, it's already turning around. We need to win a national championship to cement this. And I don't see why our defense is on point, our offense is on point, our special teams is on point, our coaches are rallied around together, uh, around each other more than ever because of this fucking bullshit Jimmy allegation stuff. And guess what? I think everyone's planning to see Jimmy back on the sidelines because you know what? The fucking band stops after Ohio State. They need they. I think if anything, it's not even just to beat Ohio State. It's to see Jimmy on the sidelines in 2023. Need it. They need all it. Need it. We need it. So I'm cool to end it there because this Maryland game was really nothing but something we had to win, and we are looking always looking toward Ohio State. We're going to see things we haven't seen all season. We're going to release some plays and people and players that we have not even seen them do these things this game, and I cannot wait to watch this game. I 100% agree. This is going to be the fucking, in my opinion, this being a Michigan homer, this is the game of the century of of the 2000s. This is This is the biggest game that Michigan's played a bar that 2006 game, I mean, this is the biggest yeah. game that I've ever seen. And I was just a young buck at that point. Yep. Yeah, I know. I do remember it. I remember seeing it. Um, but this one, yeah, hurt. this one's real. This one's live. This one, yep. this one in the memory book. This one means a lot. Yeah, I mean, this, this with the with the playoff system here and the fucking Michigan hate that's been going on the entire season and just thinking of every excuse in the book to not make Michigan again, I guess not number one because Georgia coming off back to back championships being undefeated, it's tough to make them no, it is not number one. But it it this is this is Michigan season. This is yeah. Michigan season. We got the boys coming back. We got Blake Corum coming back. We got fucking offensive linemen coming back. Just like they did in fucking, what was it? Um, 07? 07? Is uh, that Jake one fucking? Long? Are, you talking, are you talking Jake Long? I'm talking Jake Long, Chad Henney, Mike Hart coming back, and then we fucking lose to App State. We didn't do that shit this year. We got fucking Blake Corum. Who's our fucking, who's that fucking offensive lineman that we fucking got? It's not fucking. Keegan. Yeah, rep them, rep them. I can't even do it. I'm not a fucking. I can't fucking remember offensive line. Dude, Keegan was, there, Keegan was there in 2021, bro. I yeah, he's a fucking four year starter. Yeah, fuck I'm yeah. Saying, like I didn't realize he was starting like that the whole time. He played all yeah. games oh, yeah. at Ohio State, oh, yeah. bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Fucking, we got some fucking big boys. With yeah. Haskey, Haskey. Fucking, Michael fucking Barrett, I think, is a fucking sixth year. Who the fuck knew you could play six years in college? Besides, unless your name's Bo fucking Nix. Who the fuck knew you could do that? Yeah, we got some fucking dogs coming back because they want to be a part of the Michigan dynasty. They want to set up the dynasty. And that's what we're doing this year. And that's why I think this is the biggest fucking game. This is the fucking game of the century. Fucking going into the big house against the biggest rivals of all time 
Ohio State. Yeah. And I, I don't care what anybody says. This is the game. Other people try and say, oh, this is the game. No, this is the game. Just like it's, quote, unquote, the Ohio State University. Fuck all that noise. This is the yeah. game. Fuck the Ohio State University. You can fuck my dick. Fuck you. Boom. So. Go right, fucking man. blue. Go fucking blue. 